Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Car Chat Podcast. And with me today, I have Johnny Smith. Hello. Hello to you. How are you doing, Sam? <laughs> Very good. We this is we started this about five minutes ago and we had some serious connection issues. So <laughs> fingers crossed this is going to keep working. We might have a little delay. We'll, we'll, work, we'll work through it. But Johnny, can you tell the audience just a little bit about sort of who you are, what you do? You have been on the podcast before. Um, yeah. And so I, everyone should go and have a look at the earlier podcast and um, and see what you've been up to up to this point but yeah can you just give for those people that haven't come across you a little hello and what do you do hello i'm johnny smith i'm a motoring journalist um and turned youtuber i suppose and i've in the past i've done various things on television like fifth gear and i uh spend my money on cars that i earn through cars so sort of a hobby and a business and uh, and I started off in magazines many moons ago, before social media was invented, or digital cameras. <laughs> Do we have a BSM? That sounds a bit weird. If you're like before social media, yeah, BSM. That's a, that's a British school of motoring. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. It's the BSM. Yeah, it's that. It's uh, yeah. It was quite scary to think actually that when I first started as a journalist, we were still taking all doing all the photo shoots for mags on transparency and then scanning nice. the scanning the slides in and i remember the transition to digi slr yeah. cameras i remember it being massive and it happening really quick and when yeah. i say it out loud now it makes me sound like a complete dinosaur but wasn't that long ago really no no it wasn't uh, we now, were... of course that was pre that was pre internet being monetized I would say, oh, yeah, bef- before it was, it started to get lucrative. I even this week, someone, we wanted to buy a, a sort of That's tutorial right. type thing. And uh, they said, oh, you can, you can, you, we don't have it available to download, but you can buy the DVD. I was like, I don't think I've got a DVD player. <laughs> like, 
Well, Hang on. it's funny you should say that because we're having a bit of a clear out and my wife wants to get rid of the DVD player and the DVDs and I'm a bit, I don't know, I'm a bit precious, maybe a little bit protective over some of those. I don't want to get rid of the DVD mm. player. So I might tell her that I've got rid of it and put it in the loft. <laughs> that's that's yeah, maybe yeah. what I'll do. But then Unless she's time? listening to this, in which case it's all over. Yeah. What time do you then go, actually, I can't use them anymore? Well, I don't know, Sam. Because computers don't have DVD players anymore. N- no, no, that's true. This that's computer a doesn't have a, a, a drive. No, I'm, I, yeah, I've still got CDs. I, I mean, I, I'm quite stubborn, I suppose, and I do like to hold on to certain things. And I guess it, just because it's mm. just because it's the current thing, it doesn't mean to say we have to abandon everything else. I mean, look at vinyl records; that's proof of something unnecessary having a yeah. renaissance um, and coming I back do, in a big way. Yeah. So I think I don't want to get rid of CDs because I quite like the cases and the the artwork and i'm not saying that because i've got ten thousand of them because i don't but um i know people that have just skipped like drawers full of cds and i don't know i just can't bring myself to do that i've still got some cars with c i've still got cars with cd players do you leave one cd in those cars i have done and i've bought various cars with cds already in and it's always been the first memory of that car because you get in it and drive it home and go oh i'll just put the radio on and then you go oh no hang on a minute i've got the best of (laughs) queen i didn't put that in there where's that from so i remember certain cars having certain music like that that was the soundtrack to that car before you'd even driven it anywhere so that's quite funny i used to have that with driving with my granny she would always have like an ABBA CD in the car. And that's what we would listen to every time. Or Kenny G. Oh, Kenny G. Well, I, take, I think ABBA is probably a superior product. I think the thing about ABBA <laughs> is, is even if you don't particularly like ABBA, you, you, you will know the songs and the quality of the songs is incredible. Like the production. You know, mm. if, if you're listening yeah. to it on a half-decent sound system. So even now, can you hear an ABBA song and go, that's just, that's just gran- Granny's Mini or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. She had a what was it? A Rav Four at the time. Oh, nice, nice two door. <laughs> uh, the first, the, the early yes. gen ones. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. know what they're looking? They're, they're getting they're getting thin on the ground now. Early yeah, Rav Fours. Yeah, and I'm not sure anybody cares, but I I saw one <laughs> a few weeks back and thought, look at that. Sort of unusual now, and it looks strangely tiny. Yeah, yeah. tiny, tiny. Like 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 tiny, yeah. tiny. Of course, right. One of, the, one of the things, I think when we last spoke, and I, I don't know, this is not really that car related really, but you were, you were thinking of, were you going, are you knocking down your house? Well, yeah, that's been the master garage. plan. All of it. We were supposed to have done it in 2020. And 2020 kind of went a bit strange. And so mm, we were supposed very. to do it, yeah, we're supposed to do it this year. And basically, Sam, in the last, only in the last week or so, yeah, it was the week before last, we've, 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 we've had to run all the numbers again and the builders won't hold a quote for more than about two weeks. We can't afford to do it because the cost of the yeah. materials has spiralled, like properly spiralled. And the, the amount, it's and then, of course, it's, it's, it's the combination of it going mad, lead times on materials being a bit weird, 
borrowing a mortgage money for a new build is really quite difficult anyway. And being self-employed, it's this uh, basically it's a huge shitstorm. And within that shitstorm, you you kind of mm. know how much money you can afford to kind of uh, push to or borrow, and it's just gone out. It's just blown it wide, and it's really depressing because it's what we've been working towards it for eight years. In fact, it'd be nine years. It's nine years since we bought this house, and we were supposed to live in it for two and then knock it down. Well, we moved in the week after Wimbledon when Andy Murray won. So that's how I know we've been in here this long. <laughs> and it, unfortunately, yeah. it's, 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 it's really annoying. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I don't expect people to feel sorry for me because I'm lucky to have a house. But it's just been it's everything annoying. we've worked for. Yeah, so the, 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 the short answer is I don't think we are. I think we're going to sell it and move somewhere else. But I don't have any idea where. And my dream garage is out of reach once again. Damn it. That is really annoying. Really yeah. annoying. And also, yeah. actually, trying to buy cars right now as well. Everything is so expensive. Yeah. Trying to buy houses right now is really expensive. Because although, yes. so, so if we sell our house, we'll probably get good money for it. That's great. But if everything else you're looking for is, well, hang on, you're selling a car. Are you not? Yes. You yes, see? I am. Actually, so, yeah. By the time this podcast comes out, yeah, I think it will be. I've done three more from where we are live, yeah, which is about the number of weeks before the sale. So, okay, this podcast could come out before <laughs> or after the sale, and so of who your knows? car, but it was of my F40, which I've yeah. had. I think someone was asking me, like, oh, what's um, okay, your typical comments. Why on earth are you selling an F40? That's dream car, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I get it. And then you have the people that have listened to a lot of podcasts or some people that listen to a lot of podcasts are like, oh, yeah, you've kind of, I've been sensing that this is going to be happening over a while. Yeah. Maybe here we go. And, um, yeah, it's time. It's time I've. Well, how many years have you had it? uh, I got it at the end of 2014 and it was finished being rebuilt in 2015 like kind of march april time um so yeah like six years what and it what an incredible car to have owned in your lifetime yeah you know, absolutely just to own one full stop is just mega the reality is sort of now i just don't use it yeah previously i thought it was because i only had I only had one before I was where I am now, I only had one space at home and yeah. the cars would sort of rotate in and out and some would stay generally the GT3, the two, the old 911 and the new 911. So the GT3 and the old 911 would yeah. rotate in. And then I moved to where I am now. So in Richmond and I have a bit more space and I have a double car, double garage with a yeah. little bit of space outside it. And so I can, I've now had the opportunity over time to have, multiple cars there and i've had the f40 here for like a couple of months and i always choose a different car do you weirdly i think Mm. if if i lived in the middle of nowhere on a mega bit of road that would be different because i would take it for a half an hour spin absolutely yeah with no traffic you don't want congestion related it's not a congestion car is it (laughs) no it's definitely not a sort of congestion charge no. car <laughs> no but that's the thing you see i suppose it's it's different it's different when you've when you own a car that a lot of people 
will we'll, we'll never own and they won't know the reality mm. of what it's like to own one. And and so I know I've met people that have certain cars like that and then they say, but really I actually drive something else way more often. And yeah. and the reality is I sometimes wake up and go, I'm too scared to take that car out because it's worth too much money now and therefore the fun is slightly eroded out of it because I'm worried that it's something bad's going to happen and then what do yeah. I do? Yes, yeah. okay, you've got insurance, but obviously that insurance is pretty hefty because it's worth what it's worth. So Yeah, your excess kind of, is not small. Yeah. So you're going to get a Lada Neva, right? Yeah, well, I <laughs> bought a Peugeot E208. <laughs> yes, cool car. And I've been driving that a lot. That's yeah. my now my kind of daily around London car. Yeah. And I I actually re- I I love it around town. It's yeah. it's it's great. Like it's got a sort of soft enough ride. It's got the tech so you've got stop start whatever adaptive cruise control. The yeah. interior is nice. Yeah. Like just does all the stuff. Um we've done a couple of longer trips in it. Yeah. And then I've come across the charging network in the UK, which is patchy. Patchy. Yeah. My okay, today we stopped. We've been down in Dorset. Yeah. We took the E208 because yeah. that's the only sensible car I own at the moment. And yeah. <laughs> we're on the way back, was like, okay, we'll just stop off at a. I looked up on Zapmap. Yeah. One of the, yeah there's, there's other apps are available. And, um, <laughs> but they're not as it, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that was the one. I was like, <laughs> which one do I download? Download Zapmap. Yeah. Found a 150 kilowatt charger. Yep plugged in and was like okay i think the car can only charge at 100 but 100 is pretty fast 100's fast yeah really fast averaged 55 charging up and what um what level of discharge was your car when you plugged it in low uh like 30 okay so you should have got more than that initially yeah you should be like you should be getting you should be getting like yeah 70 80 90 at that percentage yeah it's when people plug in at like 75 percent and they expect it to like throw yeah 80 kilowatts in it doesn't really do that uh oh yeah that is i mean that's the thing it you don't know whether that's the grid control in that or whether it's the individual charger it's a bit it is a it's a bit of a roulette wheel You, you do have as you now know you do have to um you have to change your driving behavior a bit and you do have to plan a bit more than you otherwise would and ha- also ha- always have a plan B mm. or possibly yes. C. Yeah, that's um, what I did today. I yeah. had one planned that was like 10 miles down the road, 15 down, miles down the road that was equally quick or, yeah. or similarly quick that you yeah. go, okay, I won't, t- it won't take me four hours to go another four miles. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that you took the Peugeot for the longer journey because, of course, when you've got multiple cars, that's when EVs are at their best because you can sort of pick and choose mm. the the length of journey. You you know, if you're using yours in and around London area, city stuff, short journeys, that's perfect. Yeah. Then you could go, well, now that I'm going to do a long journey, bollocks, I'll take something that's piston. The problem is the other options weren't... Um let's say the most practical of cars. So we had a GT3 RS 997 or an 812. Yeah. And we wanted to put quite a lot of stuff in it. 812 is actually pretty good. Yeah. But we've done, Yeah, I, I've done more miles in that car since I bought it three months ago, two months ago, 
than I have done in the F40 in its entire life that I've owned it. Really? Really. Gosh. I saw that you'd taken the F40 out on the track, didn't you, um, fairly yes. recently? Yes. That was kind Which of... Which was got to have been pretty special. That was like the final sign-off for me, almost. Um, I got a, a phone call saying, hey, we've rented a track. Do you want to bring your car? It'll basically be the only car on track. Um, and it's mm. a media day. Like, it's a filming day. So yeah. you get... I would say in the levels of kind of driving on a track where you can do whatever you want, it goes like, uh, I don't know, track day, like low-end track day, 100 cars, only pass on the left like indicating massively polite to everyone. You kind of have to phone everyone if you want to overtake them. <laughs> then you get like an RMA day, which is like you can overtake either side. That's, that's quite novel. And then you get a test day, which is like race cars, no rules. Yeah. And then you get a, a, a media booked private track day, which is like, no, seriously, no rules. You yeah. don't have to wear a helmet. You can, drift. To, you can yeah. go the wrong way you can drift you can yeah. literally do whatever you, you, can, like. stop you can stop for lunch track. yeah yeah, yeah. take some photos yeah set up a picnic <laughs> um so did you not was, did you not drive it around there and go i'm not going to sell this car the love has suddenly just come flooding back it, the romance is here damn it i can't sell it or, so it's and it comes it links back in because it's it's to do with like the value has a huge part of it yeah. So your drive, I drove it around and it sounded amazing. It was, it's pretty good to drive, but it is kind of old as well. So you're like, you're aware of like, it's not a modern thing. Of course. Yeah. And you're sort of driving it quite hard and you're like, okay, now I need to come in because ultimately I'll push this harder and harder and harder and harder and harder and probably be okay. But there's a possibility you might not be okay. And I don't really want to hit a solid object in that car from a personal yeah. safety point of view anyway. Yeah. And you just go, well, actually... You don't want to damage it. No, you don't want to damage it. And no. I would rather then transition into, let's say, my GT3 RS, which was there at the same time, and drive that. Like, amazing experience. And then even yeah. my GT3 RS, which I'll push very hard on track, I would go one step further and my Radical, for example or any, any kind of racy car, yeah. I'd push that. I'll push that to 12 tenths because I know if I go in the gravel, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or it's not so bad. I'm not yes. ruining a paint yes. job. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's, yeah. And, and like something like a radical, I suppose you could, you could, if you had to, you could order another one. I know that's worst yeah. case scenario. Do you know what I mean? It's not an obsolete thing. No. Yet. No. Whereas a Ferrari F40 is completely obsolete, so... Yes, and yeah. as soon as you say it's been crashed once, that's yeah. quite a dent in your your value. And, and also, if you're in the car and you crash on a track, I don't Maybe. know, like, that, that might hurt. Absolutely, it might hurt, yeah. Especially if you've not got a helmet on, because it won't fit. <laughs> is, that, is that why you weren't wearing a helmet? You just couldn't put one on? I was doing a bit of recording, <laughs> Yeah, and then I couldn't, I, I couldn't fit the helmet on. So it was a bit of a mix and I was like, okay, if I, it's that sort of psychology of going, well, I know if I put the helmet on, yeah. I'm going to drive 10% harder than if I don't have a helmet on, yeah. he says. Yeah. But I think that is, a, that is the reality. And yeah, just, it was, it was exactly, amazing. Yeah, it sounds, I bet it was like, fantastic. Pushed it. It made amazing noises. Anglesey, wicked track. 
And yeah. then kind of at the end, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I would love to do more driving like this. I'd like that more than necessarily just owning this car and not doing more driving like this. Now I've taken it on track. I was like, I want to take it on track more. Like, mm, yeah. It's an expensive pastime. See, what you need to do is to sell it to someone who doesn't get to use it very much, but when they do, they'll go, hey, Sam, come along to the track in two weeks because I'm taking the car there. Do you want to yeah. have a few laps yourself? And you'll go, yeah, this is great because this was mine and it's still an exciting thing, but I don't have to own it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to have the liability. See, and this is what I'm like with dogs. <laughs> and exactly like you are with dogs people go i can't believe you don't have a dog it's like well i don't really want a dog well why don't you want a dog yeah. well i don't really want a dog in my house and i don't want a dog in my car sure as hell and people go oh that means you don't like dogs i said no it means i love walking dogs and there's a cornfield at the back of my house and yeah. when you see people walking their dogs down the cornfield it's epic and i said i'd love to take a dog for a walk but when i've taken it for the walk and got it all tired it's all excited then i just give it back to the owner i'm cool with that absolutely i don't want to i'm it. exactly the same with yeah. dogs i love dogs but i don't yeah. want to own one right now i will no. borrow others i would play with other people's Dog borrower. dogs all that stuff yeah. like just like <laughs> just take it for a walk and be like yeah. oh puppy great and then yeah. like, see ya yeah i'm that that's what i'm like that's completely yeah. what i'm like I get I get hounded about not having a dog. I'm like, look, just leave me alone with my, my non-dog choices. Yeah. Okay. It's, let's let's dig into some of the things you've been up to in the last year, or cars you've driven, and then consequently conversations led off the back of that. You've driven a bunch of electric cars, so it's a little bit of a specialty of yours. Of yours. And this was just a very general question, and actually, okay. I think you did a video on this last week. State of the electric car market at the moment. You did a video, I, I haven't actually watched it, I just saw the title, of like summary of, because I had a few questions about resto mods and new yeah. electric cars and whatever. Where do you think we're sort of at? And what do you think of that stuff? I think we're, we're at quite a good seesaw where obviously the second-hand market has, is, is busier than it ever has been for EVs. So people are kind of picking up picking up those residuals have proved to be buoyant on EV. So people are less skeptical than they were, let's, let's say five years ago. Mm. Uh, Cause that was always the biggest stumbling block for a lot of people. I don't want to buy a car and then realize that in five years time, it's pretty much worthless. Um, and then of course you've got the fleet markets yeah. and the company car benefit in kind tax stuff being really, really lenient on EVs. So you're seeing more and more kind of, business bought Teslas and Taycans and stuff. And then, um, but what's really exciting for me, apart from that, and seeing people who would have, who really kept EVs at arm's distance up until quite recently, and now they would come and talk to me about it like it's suddenly okay. You know, it's sort of like a coming out for some people, I feel. <laughs> hey, it's actually all right to admit that you yeah, don't yeah, mind yeah. EVs. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to sort of abandon yeah. all the other enthusiasm for other cars. But... The thing that's cool is I mm. like this idea of uh, – I like the electric classic car sort of coach building type of idea. Yes. doesn't work for all cars, but I think for some cars it works well and doesn't work for all people. But I think for some people, depending mm. on where you live and what your lifestyle is, et cetera, I think it's really cool. And I can see more creativity coming along on, on those lines with this idea of returning back to coach building where you, you buy and 
an EV chassis, let's say the uh, Volkswagen MEB platform, and then you yeah. go, oh, actually, I really want to put a, I don't know, let's pick a Fiat. I want a, an old-fashioned Fiat multiple body shell on there. And you go, okay, that's probably yeah. possible. And I want it to be right-hand drive, and I want it to have heated seats made of recycled fishing nets. Okay, that's cool. We can do that. And suddenly you've got this real interesting mashup of historical-looking thing built for today, built for 20. 2020-something that can rapid charge, that might be able to handle and stop, can have as, as much infotainment or as little infotainment as you want. And and I think that's what's good, because the good thing about that sort of thing is it's it's bringing together these people who like older cars or retro cars, or they like the idea of them, but they don't like the reality of them. And and maybe it's, it's, it's bringing people who kept EVs at distance in to say, look, if you've got a Mark One Ford Escort and it's immaculate, you're not going to drive it every day, are you? Because you're just not. Yeah. So what about if you could get a brand new body shell for a Mark One Escort, which you can now buy, and you can stick EV drivetrain in it and you can drive to work in it and it's suddenly a brand new car that's funky. Suddenly people go, oh, yeah, hadn't thought of that. That's quite cool. Go, well, it's totally possible. So I like the yeah. possibilities. And I think... It's, it that, is very cool. Yeah, that, that situation of going, I can have any car, but it will have you can if you want adaptive cruise control. Like I can charge it at home. I never have to go to a petrol station ever again. Yeah, I don't pay congestion charge. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. You see, you know, stuff like congestion charge is a big deal. It becomes a real hassle. It changes the way people or the where people want to live. So. Mm. Make make the car kind of adapt for you. So it, that that's going to be quite good for sort of creativity and resto modding and that stuff and also i think evs are finally we're starting to see some really desirable designs coming out yes whereas i think you know the, the early days of evs when i say early days we're sort of you know 2010 mm. there's a lot of white good looking evs and i think we're yeah. we're depart we're gradually you know a decade or so on we're, we're departing from that a bit there will be always white good cars because some people want that sort of car but, you know, you're sort of uh, Hyundai Ionic 5. Suddenly you're like, wow, oh, I, yeah. I don't even care what that runs on. Just look at it. That is a pretty impressive out there car. That car, when, it, when I first saw it, it was the first, it was, it was one of those cars that just immediately you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, they've, they've really mixed this up. Like yeah. they've gone, throw out the old conventional stuff. Yeah. What? can we now do what would be cool and yeah. put it in that car and it's made it to production as you know there's so many hurdles to to jump over before a car can make it to reality you know there's lots mm. of teams of of of, of uh, managers and boring budgeting people who say you can't do it like that and so to get that car out in the open production ready like that with a real world good range that you could that's practical for families or whatever but also i mean seriously I, I just want someone out there to buy one and buy a lancia integrale and just have that as a two-car garage because i just want them in matching yeah, colors yeah. parked next to another just go look look at that how cool is that integrale yeah. for the weekend uh ionic five for every day whatever you want to do with it how cool is that it's just brilliant 
And maybe if you, if problem, you go DeLorean as well next to that, if you want a three-car garage, that would be oh, interesting. yeah. But my only problem with the Ionic 5 is it's massive. It is, it is big. Yeah, yeah. Are we... I feel like we're starting to get there. In the, I didn't realise that there was this sort of natural progression of EVs in the sense of SUVs are quite easy to make because they're mm. big, lots of space for the batteries, the batteries can go underneath and they're raised up and whatever. And the yeah. smaller you try and make your EVs, the more packaging problems. I mean, that kind of makes sense. But yeah, like the one everyone wants is a small town car that works well. I think that's the, yeah. the EV that makes the most sense for probably yeah people love suvs but yeah and i want like you want a honda e the ionic thing. 5 or yeah like even, even the honda e's like it's kind of i think they're all raised up because they've got these batteries underneath but yeah. that sort of size and i think the honda e does the interior stuff really well but yeah. it doesn't have any crazy features like you can spin the seats around or they recline or whatever all this sort of stuff that you go like you know what let's yeah. do it completely differently yeah like, I would love some of that. I want. You that want stuff. a sort of Japanese K car style and design with yeah. EV drivetrain. Yeah, that, and, and and nice and narrow and bijou for city parking and nimbleness and all that stuff. Yeah, totally. I think the Ionic Five they're going to build smaller ones. So mm. so as we've seen with things like uh, Audi, are pretty good at building the same kind of car in a bit of a Russian doorway. Yeah. I think I think Hyundai are going to do that with the Five. And I yeah. I welcome it because frankly it looks bloody good. So it does. Yeah, bring it on. I think we're really coming into an era of other companies other than now. Put me down and say this is not correct, but I think German cars have been held at the sort of the upper end for a long time. Yeah, and by various people for whatever reasons, handle better or whatnot. Yeah, but we're really coming into an era of the rest of the world making awesome looking stuff now yeah 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 like big stuff completely i think we're approaching everything differently yeah and the german stuff was always held in high regard because of its reliability and its longevity Mm. and actually we've seen over the last let's say 15 years could be a little bit more uh actually some of those cars are not as reliable as everyone thinks they are you know golfs used to be absolutely bulletproof we've had golfs with terrible engines in recent time and VW transporters, you know, some of them have got parts made out of chocolate. So actually, that you can't say that anymore. Whereas, yeah, you've got companies like Kia, Hyundai, who have been really pushing hard at like big warranty, amazing quality, build quality. They've stolen decent designers. They're making it work. Yeah. So, so I think, and people are not as brand lawyers as they used to be, are they? I mean, no. That, that there used to be a time when someone's dad would buy a BMW and you'd know that he was the BMW guy because he would always buy another five series or whatever it was. We don't, yeah. I don't think we get so much of that now. I don't know. I I just, a lot less so. Yeah. A lot less so. Yeah. I used to be, it, w- it would be like, I had an Audi. I had, my daily driver was an Audi of some sorts for yeah. a long time. Then yeah. I had an M2. Yeah. And then I had another Audi, and yeah. I've now got a Peugeot. Like, that, you go, if you'd said to me five years ago, you'll have a Peugeot, the, I think the yeah. electric car nature of it has changed it a lot because it's not, the, the products aren't out there. Not yeah. every manufacturer is making the car that you want to buy. No. And they're not necessarily there. So you're like, well, I'll look at these other brands and go, actually, Peugeot now makes some really sick looking cars. 
They make some great cars. Yeah. I'm driving one at the moment, an E2008. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just really enjoy it. I just think they've they've definitely they're, – they're, they're, they're having the best time they've had in years at the moment. I suppose their biggest mm. problem is, like a lot of brands, is get convincing people to try them again and sit in them and just kind of revisit them rather than just dis- discounting them because, oh, well, it's just a Peugeot. I get I, I hear that all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just a Citroen, so why would I be interested? Well – because yeah. some Citroens are good and some are crap and some BMWs are good and some are appalling. So it's just the way it is, mm. isn't it? But, um, I mean, the irony is with the BMW stuff, you you had an M2, which is like probably the coolest BMW, I'd say. One overtook me yesterday in a really yeah, nice flat grey. Have you noticed how like the electric BMWs are almost the only good looking ones at the moment? It's it, BMW are doing some very odd stuff. Very odd stuff. Very horrific odd. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just gone so strange. <laughs> you just want to take I, them to one side. It's a bit of like a mate who goes off the rails, and you go, "I think we need to talk to Sam about you know, yeah. it's a bit, a bit too out there. Should we bring him in and just check if he's okay?" Yeah. Do you want to hang up? Just, just, just come back. Come, come round to my place tonight for dinner. Come round. We'll have a chat. Sit in just the Peugeot. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> come and sit in here. Is it here? This is your safe place. Let's call this your safe place. You can tell me anything you want. It'll all be safe. Don't worry. It's cool. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then I, who was it? It was, um, it was on the Drive Nation, whatever they're called, their platform's called now. I can't remember what it's called. It was Dan or Andrew, I think, did an article oh, recently. Oh, the Intercooler. The Intercooler, yes. Yes, yes. And um, they did an article on the M4. It may have been someone else written. I haven't done my research on this one. But the article said actually they're selling a lot of a lot of M4s. Like it's doing really well. And I really, really, really want to look at this data of like numbers that they've sold and compare it to the global situation. Like yeah. it could be the fact that actually the competitors' cars are now crap. Or like your yeah. C sixty three is now going to a four cylinder, and that will all those buyers will go, Well, I'm not having one of them. Yeah. And then there's there's hardcore BMW heads that were like, oh, well, I need to have the new one. And it's yeah. an M3, M4, so I'm always going to buy it. But yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people like me, for example, who had an M2, loved it, hmm. probably would have had an M3. If they did a touring, absolutely would have an M3 touring. Yeah. In the new design, no way in hell. Because <laughs> the M2 is the only cool-looking M car, I reckon, almost. At the, and it's yeah. the cheapest. It's sort of like, yeah. well, this is great. It's the budget one. It's the most fun. It's the best looking. Like, where do I sign? It's just amazing. And yeah. it's about to get a, a facelift, isn't it? Or a new, there's, a new, there's a new two series. Yeah. We're going to see it at Goodwood. Let's hope they don't ruin it. Yeah. Um, hope, well, we're we watching the front. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all about, I know, it's all about the front, isn't it? But like, yeah, going back to your original question, I think it's like people are, I think you have to have a just a, a broader appreciation nowadays, just to keep your, just to keep your eyes open for what's out there, what's good. I mean, look at look at what the GR Yaris has done for Toyota. Suddenly, oh, it's amazing. the it's the it vehicle. Like everyone wants a GR, everyone's putting their hand in the air. Who would have probably never been seen in a, you know, a hatchback Toyota or a a non Land Cruiser. I'm trying to think, or a non Supra, and gone. Oh yeah. Totally yeah. want that. And it's just a great move by Toyota to do it, but uh, it's that perception, isn't it? That, that, 
that the ripples from the pond work out and people suddenly, who would have never looked at Toyota suddenly so. go, actually, they do know what they're doing and sometimes they can pull something groundbreaking out of the bag. And, um, they yeah, I, you know I, would, I would love a GR. I'd love a GER. There's another car that's coming that I think could do the same thing. The new Lotus. Yeah. The Amira. I don't know whether you've seen any sketches or... I stuff, haven't. But um looks pretty wicked. Yeah. On the rumour mill. Um, and you've, you've totally seen it, Sam. You've totally seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen it. I can't remember. I was I, I was okay. drinking. I've seen don't it. <laughs> it looks it looks pretty good, okay? Yeah. And I think that could be another car that makes a lot of people that wouldn't have looked at Lotuses before look at Lotuses and go, you know what? This I hope, yeah, I hope so for Lotus's so. sake because I've noticed in the last couple of years, and I don't know about you, but suddenly retro Lotuses have become cool. They yes. were always, they were always one of those cars where you'd look at and go, yeah, I mean they're okay, but would I really buy one? No, of course I wouldn't buy one. What are you thinking? And then suddenly now, mm. everyone, everyone wants an, an '80s Esprit. Everyone's digging the '70s stuff, yes. aren't they? And and I think maybe they've literally coming. just popped back up. They have, haven't they? Like I let my kids watch a James Bond film for the first time. It was last week, week before last, <laughs> and I said to my wife, "This is quite an important moment." first james bond film you know and uh, which yeah. one do we choose so i went on a couple of websites going which is like the most kiddie friendly bond you know the least amount of intercourse mm. the least amount of like violence what are we talking here and i and off the top of my head i went oh, i was going to be a roger moore one it's isn't it it's got to be a roger moore one and it and, and it all boiled down to um the spy who loved me that they, they came out top it's just a yeah. oh, okay oh let's watch a spy love me i haven't seen it for years of course, it's got the Lotus in it. My daughter, who's quite into cars, when she saw the Lotus, she went, what's that? I said, it's a Lotus. It's a Lotus. She went, I like that. That's really cool. I really like that, <laughs> Daddy. That's... I said, well, you, what, you wait to see what it does later on in the film in about half an hour. And she's all over it. She thinks it's the coolest car. And there's a guy in our village who's got um, a 70s Lotus, so not, not that one. Uh, well, yeah. that is 70s, but, you know, an earlier one than that. And I went, look, it's similar. And I remember what, maybe five years ago, like they were so cheap. And I know they mm. don't they don't age particularly well inside. I've always thought they look a bit hideous inside. I think I'd have yeah. to probably change the insides if I owned one. But I'm glad for, for Lotus that, that this is happening because it's probably coming around about the right time for them to maybe kind of uh, do, a, do a Peugeot and have a bit of a renaissance and everyone suddenly start talking about yeah. them again. And so... Yeah, no, it's cool. I'm looking forward to it. It's, I, I, I think they've they've made cars that petrol heads like, mm. but petrol heads not necessarily buy. Yes, like there's, you get yeah. the people that have got their Lotuses and they love them, yeah. and actually they hold their value really well and they drive great. But yeah. there'll be reasons why people don't buy them. Yeah, I'm hoping that this new one is going to sort of remove a lot of those reasons why you wouldn't buy one. Yeah, and people will go hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're maybe right. I would get that instead of the Porsche. Or... Well, this is the thing. I mean, you always like the Avora was always up against like Caymans and stuff, and people would always mm. go, "I like the Avora, but would I have one over that?" And you go, "Yes, no." Yeah. And that would be either people are scared that it won't always start, or the dealer network, or there's loads of there's loads of reasons, or the, or, or actually, it's I'm scared to be the outsider. I'm scared to yeah. be the, the the odd one out. 
But actually, and I've always tried to encourage people to be the odd one out. There's nothing wrong with being the, the sort of the strange one in the room, as long as you're not like nasty. And yeah. um, if you turn up to a meeting and there's 25 Caymans and you've got yeah. one, one guy in a, in a crazy little Lotus, I think, yeah, who's the interesting one, right? doesn't mean yeah, to say absolutely. they're all good cars. They're just all different. And um, you can walk into a Lotus dealership and you can buy a Lotus. Whereas, like, let's say the competitors that you might compare these two cars to might be a, a GT Porsche, if you're looking for the more tracky versions. Yeah. And you can't buy the GT Porsches. No. There's people that own them, whatever. But, like, you can't just walk into a dealership and buy one. No. It's a real shame, isn't it? I think Porsches... It is a shame. I think Porsches... We'll yeah. I mean, I've never bought a 911. I'd love to. And it's it's on my list of things that I must try and do before my heart stops beating. But I <laughs> I, uh, I I don't like the way their attitude has gone with the sort of buying um, uh, the, the customer. It's just production numbers. And it's yeah. a problem. It's yes. they, They've got so many people that want them. UK is specifically really bad. Europe, yeah. it's nowhere near as bad. Isn't it? Um, if you want a GT3, one, the price difference is huge. Right. So uh, previous gen, 991.2, you could buy your GT3 spec'd upwards like 135, 140 max yeah. pounds. Uh, in euros, so like France, it was like 185 euros. Really? So they were like a good like I don't know, 20k more. Wow. That sort of amount, which puts off... A yes. lot of people. Yeah. And left-hand drive, you can get a car from anywhere. Right-hand yeah. drive, you're quite limited. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're not as... Maybe that's what I should do, though. If I buy a 911 for life, which is what I always envisage that I might do, maybe I'll mm. just order a left-hand drive one just to piss off yeah. Porsche. I don't know. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> Even though they, they don't care. Why would they, they care? care. No, I like, think you've got a left-hand drive one. Fair play. I think what pisses me off is the whole, the, the sort of hierarchical thing of like, if, I, if I've been saving for the last decade and I phoned mm. up Porsche and I say, I want to buy a GT3, um, yeah. And they'll go, well, what have you bought previously? Like, I've never bought any, any Porsches previously at all. But I've saved up this money and this is the car yeah. I've always wanted and I've worked bloody hard for it. They'll, uh, they'll go, I don't think so. And I think that's wrong. I mean, I know they've got their reasons, but I just think that's sort of it's a bit wrong. It's, it's tough, isn't it? it it's, yeah. it's a really different... I don't envy them the job of no. deciding because I 
had a conversation with someone when the GT, the new GT3 came out, um, a salesman, and I just said, look, I want one, put me on the list, am I going to get one? Yeah. Just give me the real talk. I don't want you to say, yes, we'll add you on the list, and then, like, it's just never happening. The list so doesn't exist, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm one another situation. And he said, well, the way we do it is we rank our customers, and yes, there'll be some customers that will get them, that they've been long-term customers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But basically we do it by amount spent in dealership. Right. And they said, we have a list of, at the moment we have a list of 50 people that want a GT3. Hmm. And starting at the top, the top, the person had spent a million pounds in the dealership in the last, it was, this was when the GT3 came out. So when was that? I don't know, six months ago, September time, maybe something like that. Yeah. He said, since the start of lockdown one, someone has spent a million pounds in the dealership. <laughs> They're our number one customer. At this point in time, they, they were not buying a 918. They were not buying a Carrera GT. No. They bought three 911 Turbo S's. Wow. <laughs> and you're like... So was there, a bog, was there a bog off or anything three. going on on Turbo S's? I think... It sold. A, I think they'd sold a company, or their company had done another funding round or something, and he bought each of the his compatriots a, a 911 Turbo S, and wow. and had bought a Panamera and a Cayenne and whatever. And you go, you know what? That guy absolutely should get a GT3. So that was yeah. the top, yeah. and they said the bottom. The guy has spent, or guy or girl, the customer had spent. It was like three hundred grand in the last two years. And you go, okay, fine. Like, still, I get it. still quite a lot of money. Yeah, it's yeah. still a lot it is, of it, money. It's, yeah, it's a it's a difficult um, it's a difficult quandary, isn't it? I like you said, I don't envy them. I suppose it's just it's following the footsteps of the Ferrari kind of. I think we're starting method. to see with like let's say GT4 for example, they're making yeah. more cars. They yeah. made a lot more GT4s than people thought they were going to make. So mm. if you put your name down, and said I want GT4 whether it was the first gen or the second gen, you would have eventually, you pretty much would have got one. Yeah. yeah. Most people got those cars and they're still, I think they're still making them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, bit of a problem. Yeah. You have driven some fun stuff that I'm, I'm interested in. Okay. You drove that 600 horsepower, 250 GTO build resto mod thing. That. You need looked, to buy that, Sam. Maybe oh, that's so the, ne maybe that's that's the next the car. Yeah, because you can just drive it like hell. It's amazing. A bit cheaper. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? Can you just start describe for the people that have not come and watch the video? I would suggest going and watch yeah. the video. So, so it's, a, it's, a two, it's, a, it's a replica 250 GTO Ferrari. With a, so it was an aluminium body. The body was apparently built by the real people um, many, many years ago. And... Um, and the guy um, bought two, I think, crashed other Ferraris. One was a 400 and one was a oh, 365. 365. So, so it's, it's sort of got the chassis of the 400, the, had the engine bits of a 365. Then he blew the 365 engine up and then went, oh, do you know what? It's not powerful enough anyway. And then put the engine out of a 550. Was it 550 Marinello with a manual gearbox? Hmm. And turn this thing into it. It's kind of a resto mod. That's how I would probably describe it. Because it's, it, I mean, it does look just like a 250 GTO. It's 600 horsepower and it's very raw, you know, low back seats, uh, very flimsy 
uh, in insides. But uh, obviously, power steering from the the 550 Maranello uh, race, beautiful, beautifully set up suspension, back axle from the 550, so it's geared for 200, and it's like and it's and it's light as you can imagine. And yeah. and the guy just drives it as 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 how he wants to drive it because he says the thing is it's it's not a it's not a fifty million quid car it's not yeah and um, it's so much fun I've got to say I really I was wor- I was wondering what it would feel like um, <laughs> and I drove it on a really hot day and I, and it's got the knockoff wheels and and it's got the period tires what the Avon's I think mm. and it was but it drove really well because it had the, the the rubber was period but it's modern compound it was set up to actually corner really well it was fine in 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 congestion i got caught in northampton in rush hour and it just sat there but it's got electric fans so it's cool i mean it was really 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 fun and the guy wanted me to max it out we we rented (laughs) we we rented a we rented an airfield up the road and it's a good airfield it's Mm. 1.2 1.4 miles long that's pretty big yeah, yes. Where they um, the last the last landing of the Harrier jump jet was there. Not that it needed all that, all that <laughs> runway, but you know <laughs> what I mean. They used to fly yeah. Vulcans from there, I think. And uh, but the I I got it up to about one hundred and sixty, I think one hundred and sixty five, and it I had a lap belt on, <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, you know, this is quick, and it was not, it was not really straining at one sixty because you know because it's pretty aerodynamic, and I thought. Yeah, I mean, this is cool, but I'm going to back off now. And he 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 came back and looked at the telemetry, and he went, "Oh, you you only did like one. I heard you. You weren't maxing it out. Well, no, I wasn't. You're absolutely right. No." And I said, "Listen, I said, look, listen, because he's he's a great guy. I said, look, I I don't feel comfortable like maxing it out. A, it's not my car. B, I just feel a bit vulnerable, and I don't need to do a 200 for the particular feature that I'm doing. It's not really yeah. relevant. I needed to give it a bit of a." you know kicking but not 200 he just got in it and just sped off with his shorts on and <laughs> did like 192 or something oh. and came back the thing was absolutely like you know it's like that's like heat ship shimmer around it yeah. and i went bloody hell that was impressive but the thing the thing i enjoyed about that car the most was the clutch and the gear shift because it's 550 marinello was just really good Mm. It was really enjoyable to drive. It wasn't clunky, but at the same time, obviously, you had to f- concentrate because it didn't have, um, it, it doesn't have traction control and all the other modern things. So it's that amazing feeling of like you do feel like you're in an old car, but not quite really old. It's sort of I yeah. got caught. I got caught in rain in it, and it's got wipers that are about like three inches long or something, <laughs> and they don't quite hit touch the windscreen well enough. And you're like, oh, bit of rain X, and it was okay. I didn't feel like I was going to die, so. I was really, really pleasantly surprised by it. Um, I think it's, and I, you know, it was yellow. And the guy actually said I had because I had to get insurance for it. Of course, I couldn't get the car home to him that night. So I said, "Listen, can one of your guys come and pick it up? Because I, I just can't get it back to. You. I'm really sorry. The shoot over ran." He said, "No, no." He said, "Just, just leave it at home and drop it back in the morning." I said, "Yeah, what? Like on my drive?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, be fine." And I was sort of like, "Ooh." So I barricaded it in with lesser cars, yeah. That I, my own cars, and <laughs> and then in the morning I took my son uh, to school in it. Nice. And uh, and I thought, well, I'm not really going to get a chance to do that again. And it was very special. It's a very yeah. smelly car, 
because it's because there's no soundproofing <laughs> and the fuel filler, you know, the race fuel filler is is, is visible inside mm. through the, uh, the 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 rear roof pillar. So it's very. I came out of it absolutely stinking of super unleaded. Like I walked in the house, my wife went, "You stink, get out!" Just like just this yeah. walking petrol monster. <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> Don't light the stove. Don't light the stove. No, exactly. <laughs> nobody, nobody light anything. No, no candles. No nothing. Not near Daddy. Yeah. So that was that was good fun. That presumably as well. That engine from the the five fifty in a car that's significantly lighter. Yeah. Must have felt probably. I've not driven a five fifty, but I imagine it felt a lot better in that car than it did in the five fifty because it's like four hundred kilos lighter or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So much more lively. So much more lively. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And he said, he said, um, he bought one, he, he had a spare engine and gearbox because he said for a long time, they, those cars weren't, they made quite a lot of 550s and quite a lot of them mm. got crashed, it seems. So he said, anytime I saw a 550 um, manual, I would just, I'd buy, buy the engine and gearbox. He said, I just think they're really good. They're pretty strong. And, um, yeah, he'd 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 changed the cams in it and he'd remapped it, so it was it was it was lively, it was really lively. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those cars, you know. You drive it. I had it drove it for a day, and I'd really really like to drive it again. In fact, it'd be quite a cool car to do a long journey. Mm. He drove that particular car to where did he drive it to? He drove it flipping miles, Portugal or somewhere on holiday, and he was going over oh, a wow. bridge with his with his wife. And the one of the windows blew out because it's plastic windows. One of the windows yeah. blew out. He had to spend the rest of the holiday with one window missing. But he's just one of these people that doesn't give a toss. He went, oh, yeah, you know, he said, I put toilet roll in my ears. Um, my wife wound some toilet roll into my ears. I said, what? You're on holiday with toilet roll in your ears, driving around in a windowless 250 GTO. <laughs> but he's that kind of guy. He's just, it's There's all about driving. People that you meet that are like that and then and it's it's often for me it's often older people who are just like you guys don't know where it's at one of the guys no. is um mark lyon from gto engineering do you know him i don't know him i know the company he's a, but he's a cool dude and he gets to drive you know all these sorts of crazy types of cars all the time and it, for a similar sort of attitude of like yeah you just drive it though like what, yeah. what are you worrying about like yeah it's got no windows yeah it's really loud but that's what just, it's all about. Just concentrate. Exactly. Exactly. I suppose that's the thing with all cars, though, isn't it? You know, even the really, really, really rare, expensive stuff, it's still all nuts and bolts and cogs. Four wheels, four tyres. and Yeah. You don't want to damage it, you, but you, and you've got to concentrate, uh, but you also need to enjoy it, and that's what, that's what it's for. And the yeah. only reason why Will is selling that, that 250 GTO. Cause I said to him, why are you selling it? You seem to love it so much. He went, I'll, um, I'll lose my license. He said, and if I lose my license, yeah. you know, li life's not worth living. So it's got to go. I said, really? He said, yeah, I'm, he said, I'm just going to focus on historic racing. So he, all his really fast stuff is just on the track now. So he's just I focusing that. on that. Yeah. And I kind I of saw his point. I thought, yeah, okay. I, I think I'm slowly going that way. Yeah, because he was talking about the seventies and mm. the things, the things that bad boys used to do. And yeah, he said, and "Oh, yeah." And he he did actually. He made an interesting point. I don't think I put it in the final video. It's just like the attitude towards driving fast and being a bit lawless, being a young idiot was just yeah. you just kind of. It was just seen as a, a rite of passage. Oh well, he's just a, just he's just a young and he'll get over it. 
Yeah. But of course now that's 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 not really acceptable. So he said, I'm glad I've done it, but now it's it's things are different. I've I've had my fill. I'm gonna just do it all on the track. Yeah. So totally. So yeah. You've um, you've started doing some some very, very good chats with people. Um and you get some lovely chairs out. <laughs> and you, you film some long interviews. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'd recommend these. Thank you. Um and yeah, you did. A, you've done. A, you've done a few now. All, all well worth listening. One you did recently with uh, Mate Rimac, yeah, mate, and, mate. And then at the same time, oh, not literally at the same time, but yeah, you drove the uh, Navera. Oh yeah, what a car! <laughs> yeah, this. this <clears throat> what is that like? And surely this is like this is the point in time when electric cars have gone. See your combustion engines. Oh, well, I think I don't know if I'm going to have a driving experience like that again in the near future, you know, like compared to other stuff I've driven previous. It, 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 it's mm. so it's so fast. There's so much power and torque on tap. It was quite alien. It it really was. It, it felt sort of like teleportation in some respects rather <laughs> than actual driven transport. Um, yeah. And and yeah, it, again, Marte, he's a very interesting guy anyway, uh, as you know, and he's quite driven and quite quite a um, perfectionist. But he was very much like, well, when you drive it, you have to use it, you have to drive it hard, you need to really experience it. And again, I was like, yeah, okay, great. But at the same time, I don't want to end up doing a Hammond. So can we yeah. just, let's just build up to these things. I have to say the car's, the car's just un- unbelievable, really. It's so impressive. Trying to kind of get it to to skid and stuff, I thought it's just going to be really awful. Mm. Those sorts of cars often don't necessarily want to do that, so you have to provoke them in the wrong kind of a way. And it wasn't; it was it was really quite enjoyable. And then we drove it round through some villages and some towns, you know, through some low speed areas, and it was damn comfortable, compliant. And you sort of forget just for a minute. You go, I'm driving. I'm driving a 1914 horsepower (laughs) thing. I mean, like the 2300 newton meters of torque. What's going on? I mean, like a third of that's (laughs) lunacy. A third. So, and you've got all these dials, of course. Like all cars seem to have now. All sports cars, you've got your different modes, and and it was just so quick. But the launch control was just, yeah. I think I did. What did we do? I think I did launch control maybe seven times, and each time it was just like this is still ridiculous. And I, yeah. I, 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 I've been in, I've been in cars that fast, but they are out and out. They're drag cars. They're dragsters. Yeah. You know, they're built for one thing. They're not comfortable. They're deafening, and they they don't really do more than half a mile at, or a mile at a time before you kind of shut it mm. off and kind of go and check it. And this this is a this is a warranted passenger car that you can order. Yes, of course, it's one of the most expensive cars in the world, but, I mean, it's just, it's that idea of you've got it all if you want it. You've got blooming Apple CarPlay and comfortable heated seats and nice trimmed Alcantara dashboard, but you've got just speed that you can't really comprehend. I'm really looking forward to seeing a privately owned one or them. Mm. I mean, you're never going to see that many. It's going to be... A sort of Veyron type thing, isn't it? Yeah. When you see, when you see Veyrons, they don't really come come around too much, or Chirons. 
Yeah, so it was very exciting, and it was great to meet Marte again. I've only met him twice before, and every time he's always been just so, so interesting and enthusiastic. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, because travel's been so difficult, when I knew we were going to go out there to film with it in Croatia, I said, "Listen, I've got to, I've got to try and do as much as we can." to make it worthwhile and i said i've got i got to interview him and see his own vehicles can we do that and it was a mm. bit of a bit a, bit, a lot of toing and froing but we managed to make it work eventually <laughs> but well i'm glad you enjoyed it thanks oh, it for looks, watching it it was cool you got a few like a couple of very distinct bits of content out of that like yes driving the car but then also a full sit down which yeah i've sort of been waiting for someone to do i've definitely pitched it myself a few times we'll get there <laughs> you, you, oh <laughs> yeah no, you'll totally get there well, he's a, and 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 that's i think that's the thing i mean obviously he's so busy and got quite yeah. a lot of got it's quite a, a lot company. on his shoulders yeah he's got a lot on his shoulders but i think like all these people when you kind of when you give them a bit of time and you say listen you haven't got to worry about anything for the next hour let's just do this mm. You, you, you realise, I think he is a genius. I came, I came back from that job eventually because obviously I got a little bit trapped on the way home <laughs> by losing my, losing my passport. But anyway, um, gloss over that. When I eventually got home, I said to my wife, I said, I think, he's a, I think I've met a genius. I think he is a genius. Because <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't think there are many geniuses in the world. Uh, I think he is one. I do. I really think he's he's he's, a, he's an absolute visionary, and he's probably got more drive and clarity, focus, whatever you want to call it. I think he's got more than most because it is very impressive. He's also a, a seriously fast driver. I think he's fearless. Yeah, he drives his because he's weird in that he makes electric cars, but his daily driver is a piston car, so he has it the opposite way to a, a lot of us. And, um, <laughs> And his daily driver is this M5 competition, which he said it was really annoyed that he'd ordered the competition. He says he shouldn't have. But uh, he drives it so hard. <laughs> I mean, like, so hard. I swear if it was nicked, it wouldn't get treated like that. I really do. It yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> it gets so, so abused. Um, but it takes it. He's, and he says it's it's well made. He said, I would have I would have broken it by now if it hadn't been well, well made. Do you think... I guess because he, you know, he runs that company. Yeah. And, but they don't make a car other than the Nevera. So if they did, no. he would probably have to drive one of those. Yes. I'm exactly. sure it would be suitably ridiculous and whatnot. But because they yeah. don't, it doesn't matter. Yes. You've got no. to drive a car. Yeah. And he does a lot of test miles in the Nevera and, you know, all the previous versions of mm. it. So there's a few lying around at the factories and stuff. And he just, he basically just clicks his fingers and says, I'm taking this one. And of course, because he runs the show, he yeah. goes and takes it. So he says, I do a lot of miles in these. I do a lot of test testing in these. You know, I have people that do it, but I still sign it off and I still want to have final judgment. So he says, I do a lot of kilometers in electric cars. It's just that obviously my business is a little bit different. But he has pool cars as well. They've got a Taycan pool car that gets it's knocking around yeah because presumably you've got to see what's going on like well, we've recently had the the tesla what is it model s played oh the yeah uh, the, plaid, the plaid thing yeah yeah i know amazing numbers that was the amazing numbers but also yeah. like okay, I, I think it's it's incredibly impressive it's clearly insanely fast yeah like it's insane it's it's yeah. not far off that Nevera. No, it's not. So much less money. I'm just yeah. 
it's, and it's produced, the Tesla yeah. thing where there's some asterisks on even on their website on their numbers <laughs> they're like 0 to 61.9 asterisks and it's like it doesn't oh, do it rolling in, start in 1.9 it's, it's always like, rolling start as well they always say it's that. uh one of them is the it's on a drag strip and they do i didn't know there was a thing i'm sure you must know all about this the one foot rollout yeah so you get like a free foot of acceleration before the timer starts on your drag strip run yeah now it's not in competition you don't do that but obviously yeah that that's the way they've timed it so that you don't get that that slight delay in the sort of the shifting of an of mass yeah because you know it is a mass it's a big car the model s yeah and i think Um, it in a i was listening to someone talk about this it was that uh, that guy um engineering explained is his youtube channel yeah and jason fensky maybe that i think that's his name and he was explaining it and he said in a in a lot of cars let's say the tesla that's worth like 0.2 of a second yeah that first foot is is a lot of time it is okay well maybe it's more like 2.1 or 2.2 which takes it a lot closer to the other cars that they've made previously of course still insanely fast yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and then that's the thing. Still insanely fast, but you're questioning it. And the and what's what's impressive as far as I'm concerned is it's it's Tesla just playing by their own rules. It's them going, we're going to give yeah. you a naught to sixty time, but it's it's on our terms. It's not on your terms. And how weird's that yeah. for a company to go? Do you know what? We're going to time it the way we want to time it, and we're not going to give you any other stats. So it's tough. You either take this and so yeah, yeah in the small print it says one foot rollouts is basically a rolling start <laughs> no one else has done that i mean i know ferrari have been a bit like old oh, dry weight wet weight all this stuff but yeah. performance uh, numbers and yeah i know and, and the thing is people all i get a lot of people saying to me oh you're down on tesla you're always criticizing them i say i'm really not i think what they what they have done is changed the world of cars yeah and they uh, yeah exactly game changing is a term which gets you overused these days but it it is game changing there's no doubt and they're learning incredibly quickly they're forcing everyone else to stand up straight and focus and um but but i i I worry about the disciples i worry about the people who are just a little bit too blinkered they they believe everything and i think we, we possibly shouldn't believe everything we're seeing a lot of this. Oh, I was talking to the wife today. I don't really want to. I, we don't have too much time, so I don't want to dive into this sort of Congratulations stuff, but... on that, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. I hope it's been amazing. I it's hope been, it's, it's been. It's been great. It's been good. Great. Good. Um, we were talking about data and. Always a turn on for me. Always great. Always yeah. great. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's a scientist, so like, it's. it's, it's we love a bit of data, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but we were talking about the things like someone gives you some stats and we were talking about pandemic related stuff, but someone tells yeah. you a bit of information and yeah. a lot of people just go, that's the information, blah, 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 blah. That's how I'm going to act. Yeah. Or Tesla's telling you it's not 61.9. So you then go around and tell everyone on the planet that it's faster than everything else on the planet. It's the yeah. fastest production car ever. And you're like, no, the Navara is definitely faster. And it's definitely yeah. a production car, whatever, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And there are just, I'm one of those people that looks at it and goes like, does that sound right? There's yeah. an asterisk. I'm going to read the asterisk. I'm going to find out what the asterisk means. <laughs> it's still insanely fast. Yes. But, but they've done something weird here. Yeah. And this is what it is. Whereas you, like you said, we do seem to get some very blinkered like, no, this is what it is and what it's going to be and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I'm not putting them down. I'm saying that 
they're great at whatever. They're great yeah. at X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But this other thing seems a bit iffy, shady, not quite right, etc. And yeah. all car companies have this. They have good bits and bad bits. Of course they do. Of course they do. And that's the thing. Tesla's still a benchmark for so many things. So many things. And yeah. if it keeps going the way it's going, it's it's still going to be... It's changed oh, the... killing it. Yeah, it's, it's changed the perception of EVs for so many people. Yeah. Whether you think Elon's mad or incredible, whatever you think of him, it's sort of irrelevant, really. It's what's what's been done by the company and is brilliant. And the tech, you can't argue with the tech. Like a Tesla, no. you press something on the button in the app, like unlock the door or whatever, and it just unlocks. It's like, yeah, done. Yeah. Whereas yeah. on any other electric car, it's like calling the server, dial-up connection, <laughs> five minutes later, the aircon turns on. <laughs> Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's what, absolutely true. Why is that the case? I know, I know, I know. I just I, and we're going back to talking about sort of the 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 EV kind of coach building future that is probably going to appear in mm. front of us soon. Can't wait to take a Model Three's body off and throw it away, and put something good on there. Yeah, that's the thing I'm waiting for. I know that's a bit cruel. The back end's all right, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I. I, I the, the Model 3 as a drivetrain, as a thing, as a vehicle is fantastic and a really good value. But bugger me, I couldn't drive a car with a front like that. I just couldn't. <laughs> it look, it, well, it, it just, you know what I mean? It just... Okay, it's Model look, 3 or M4. Oh, bloody hell, man. That's really hard. Gosh. <laughs> Do you know what? I think Model 3 is better. I go Model better. 3. I think Model, Model 3 is better. better. I think that's how bad BMW have got it. Yeah, I right. agree. I can't wait for the next, whenever it's going to come out. The little, the little Tesla. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Y. You got the Y, which is going to be the the smaller X, isn't it? And yeah. then you got the other one, which it's going to be called something. Yeah. Two, two. I think is the rumor mill. Yeah. But yeah. who knows? It which could will just be, be good. The Tesla very small. It'll be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a hatchback non SUV one, wouldn't it? Be quite cool. Mm. I'd like that. Right. The truck. Let's not even go there with the truck. Though, we'll so just ignore just, that. Yeah. <laughs> that is not turning I'll, up in the I'll, UK. I'll believe it it's when it's happening. actually real. When it's real, real production real. Yeah. Until then. Exactly. Sorry, folks. You can keep exactly. your £10 deposit because there's nothing nothing, nothing like a PR <laughs> stunt. Or is it? Is it £100? I can't remember what it is, but it's, of course it's fully refundable. £100. So. Yeah. $100. I've but, put yeah, my deposit refundable. down for a Cybertruck. Have you? So does that mean what it's all real? It's a, such a big commitment, isn't it? A hundred dollars. I mean, it's a zero yeah. percent zero. You know, it's a zero interest three year loan from a hundred thousand yep. people or whatever. Yeah, like, I'll take that. Because they, they're not going to ask for it back anytime soon. No, it's good PR. It's incredible PR. So I think we should uh, wrap this up with. Well, I would normally do five questions. Okay, but I will tailor it a little bit because because you've been on the podcast before. Five car garage. Oh, uh, five car garage. Well, do I have to? Is it? Can I keep some of the cars I've got, or not? Or is it all new? They all have to change. You can have. You can keep <laughs> some of your current cars if you want. Five car garage, unlimited value. You're more than welcome to keep some. I'll keep the Dodge and I keep the Beetle. Um, mm. What else would I have? I mean, it changes by the week, Sam, really. 
That's the does, joy does and change. beauty of this question. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, I think I would have um, a 997GT3. Yeah, 997GT3 that I put a back seat back into. Mm. Um, I would have yeah. a... Um, I mean, it's daft, but I'd probably buy... There's only one... I think there's only one out there. I'd have a, C, a, a, a TVR Speed 12 uh, uh, re- registered because I remember seeing Not it at the motor see show. Not one of them. <laughs> and I just thought it was just like, this is it. This is from space. This is just insane. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a street legal street t- speed 12 would be quite neat. Um, and is it one left? Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what? Right now, honestly, a Hyundai Ionic 5. Mm. Forever a day. Or a VW ID Buzz. If, they, if, if, if it comes, if, it, if it's launched anywhere near what we think it's going to be. What's the ID the, Buzz? Is it like a little... Is it a it's the VW van. No, that, yeah, that's the van. It it's van? The, the the microbus, the sort of the retro-ish, but not retro-ish um, oh, VW yeah. van, the bus, fully that's EV. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, the ID Buzz is going to be mad if they get it right. But as we know, VW, they're not exactly, they're a bit, you know, German football team at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> sort of, they're not getting it all right. So. Yeah, I say that like I know about football. Trust me, I, I don't. don't. I don't know <laughs> anything about football. Um, yeah, so I think that's 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 what I'm believing this week. In a couple of months, if you were to ask me, my four, my five car garage yeah. might be changed. You can only drive one car for the rest of your life, and you've got five hundred pounds something on the side. Oh, five hundred pounds. Oh, easy. Um, Bubble shape micro, which is a K11, K11 Nissan micro, but it would be the 1.4 engine because it's actually quite mm. quick, and oh. you and you can probably live with it and service it for about 16 quid a year. And I nice. think they are incredible cars. I know they're not glamorous, but then for 500 quid, what are you expecting? I've said this before, if, if, if everything came to a, a big crash and close, you know, and I went bankrupt mm. and things were very, very tough, bubble-shaped Micra has to be. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And, you've got, and you've got one <laughs> other car. And one other car. Uh, mm. Bubble-shaped Micra and uh, any, like, of any... Yeah, yeah any worth, value now. Of any value. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh. <laughs> bubble-shaped... <laughs> Bubble-shaped micro and <laughs> what should I? Oh, sing, sing, let's say a Singer Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell? Although not standard nine six fours are going to become more rare, I think. Probably. I th- I, I'm, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my money on where my mouth is. I'm going to say in eight years from now, from when we're talking, if you turn up to a car show in a totally yeah. standard nine six four base model Carrera two. It'll be way rarer than all the other Porsches there, because it won't have been bought by yes. Singer. Yes. No one's resto modded it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. And I'm not, I'm not down on Singer because I think what they're doing is amazing. What's the most undervalued car at the moment? Undervalued. Um, when I did the recent barn find video for the late break show on the Rover SD1 Vitesse, I did say that. Um, 
bearing in mind that, that, that they did a homologation of that and it was really successful in touring car. For, for so many years, no one's really cared about them. No one's, mm. they're not worth proper money. They haven't had much respect. And I found that strange because if it had a different badge on it, I think it probably would have been worth way more. But with this sort of recent interest in historic racing, and old British cars, Lotuses and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm you know, like 70s, 80s, kind of early 90s cars being raced rather than the sort of 60s, 50s stuff. Yeah. I reckon that's what's propagated this interest in SD1s again. And people have gone, do you know what? They can really hustle. And they're, 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 they're quite cool. So they're probably going, now that I've said that, they have probably gone up. But um, uh, <laughs> so there's that un undervalued. Well, that's all right. You have already given one answer. Yeah. There's another one, though. There's a better one. There always is. It's in the, it'll come to me in a minute. I'll probably text it to you after we finish speaking. <laughs> Smart Brabus is a, is a good one. But don't all go and buy them because I Ooh, want to buy one while yeah. they're really cheap. You know, if you think about it, a Smart Roadster Smart Coupe Brabus, Brabus. I when they were so expensive yeah. and really, really good. They made you feel good. They felt like a true little sports car. They were, they were fabulous. And you can buy them for not a lot right now. I'm down with cool. that. They're really cool. They are cool. And I don't think they're ever going to make them again. So it's one of those things where it's like, Ooh. and look, Gordon Murray's got one. So if you need <laughs> any, if you need any reassurance, I mean, if you don't believe me, if you don't think my opinion is worth much, I appreciate that. Murray's got one. So yeah. let's, let's just put it there, shall we? Let's just say yeah. that. You could drive a T50 or a smart Roadster Brabus. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> yeah exactly it's all the same it's all the same 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 yeah four same, wheels same. four tires steering wheel engine. that's right that's right yeah you i guarantee you would wring the neck off the smart brabus roadster and you are probably not doing that in a t50 no you're really not are you and as cool as the t50 is i suppose it's it boils down to that whole thing of like what you said right at the start of this podcast with your f40 is like you've got it and it's a wonderful thing and special, but day to day in the real world, how much do you use it? And yeah. is it one of those things where actually it's sort of quite hard to live with? So you kind of don't, and it's difficult yeah, for possibly. people who, do, it's difficult for people who don't have one to fully understand that. But in the same way that someone once told me, what was it? Um, someone once said to me, the richer you are, the more problems you've got. And I said, I don't understand. What do you mean? And they went, well, because you sort of some, because they've got more options, they've got more complications. You, you kind of can buy yourself more problems. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, I hadn't really thought of that. It's a strange idea, but yeah. Well, if you hang out in, let's say a, I don't know, luxury yacht club on their terrace for like an hour, I imagine. If you sat near some yeah. groups of people, yeah. You would hear all sorts of problems that you, you're like, yeah, I think that's really a problem. But that person really <laughs> thinks it's a problem. Oh, it's They're a problem. really thinking it's a problem. You know, what colour to spec their shear on? Like, oh, I just don't know. I can't You know, decide. I've already got four and I want another one. <laughs> and like, oh, I just don't really like yellow, but I've been told <laughs> I should get yellow. Yeah. Let's ask some YouTuber what colour they think I should do it. I'll do that. Yellow shear on. Wow. Yeah. The most interesting car for you at the moment. What you Googling? What you looking up? Car and Classic, Auto Trader. I'm really interested stuff. in the electric, electric pickup stuff in terms of new. 
The, yeah, Ford, Light- the, Ford? the Ford Lightning really interests me. The Rivian I've been waiting for for so long. Hurry up, Rivian, damn it. Um, I think that's good. Well, which because of those two is going to... Which of those two is going to come out first? Well, I mean, because the it's, Ford's it's, actually quite a long way away. Yeah, I think the Rivian will come out first. It certainly should because it's been in the wings for some years. Mm. Um, but it's going to be really interesting for me if, as long as those two products are as good as we think they're going to be, of how it changes the attitudes of that sort of owner, that kind of car, that rough, brutish kind of yeah. macho, big slab cider pickup. So, I, and I think they're quite cool designs. So I'm really interested in those. Yeah. I, I, I Great fancy. features. I mean, I'm not really, yeah, I don't, I'm not a pickup person really. I appreciate certain pickups, but I, uh, the Rivian R1T is quite special. I think as a design, it's really quite special. Mm. So I'm quite down with that. Yeah. And then old cars, Matra Ranchos is my new fetish. Yeah. I've, I've oh. got to try and own one of those or trying to maybe possibly yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Hillman, I think yeah, about Hillman Avenger Tiger. I probably did, Sam, because I'm just a broken record. And I, uh, <laughs> I've i just got the idea in my head. But I, apparently I, records I are, it you know, coming back in. Records are, records back are in. in favour. They're cool, right? Yeah. So I, I want to do a resto mod mat, Matra Rancho, yeah, before they all disappear. And I want to buy a Hillman Avenger Tiger. That's what I want. Mm. It's the thinking man's nice escort, wing. Mexico. Yeah, well, you know, the glorious 70s, the glorious 70s. So very much like, you know the, what? Oh, I know. This wing uh, reminds pop- me of. Yeah. Have you seen the new Aston Martin Valkyrie AMR Pro, the track car? It, that's not the one with the face of the old school Vantage, is it? No, that's not. No, this, no it's this not. Came out, I haven't seen uh, it. No. Within a week. Oh, okay, when this ends, Google it and look at the wing at the okay. back. And they've basically taken the rear wing of the Hillman Avenger Tiger, complete with stickers, <laughs> and they've turned the whole design into a wing. It is the, it's genuinely the maddest wing I've ever seen on a, on a car. Wow, I need, to, I need to look way. at that. It's Do you think Aston would ever admit their influence? Or uh, I want someone from Aston to Probably not. say, oh, yeah, yeah, it was all about the Hillman Avenger Tiger. That's what we always... <laughs> that's what we always... Do you know what I want? I want the Hillman uh, yeah, Avenger Tiger to be start to become board. one of those cars that's put into collections. People's people who could buy other yeah. stuff, but they don't. You know, like the Fiat Five Hundred, the classic Fiat Five Hundred has become. I was about to say, like the Fiat Five Hundred. Everyone who has a collection of Ferraris sort of goes, "Oh, and of course I've got a little Fiat Five Hundred because it's cute and we all love it and it's great." And I feel Lamborghini like Tractor. Yeah, exactly. All that kind of stuff, which just slots in nicely. I want the Hillman Avenger to appear. <laughs> I don't know how. Or a Madra Rancho. Yeah, it'd be quite cool. I'm just going to buy an old A6 all-road and just chop the, chop might the happen. body off. Might happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just put the Madra Rancho yeah. body on it. There Lower you go, job it. done. Licks mad. Yeah. yeah, job done. All that. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you thank for you. having me, Sam. It's been really cool. I enjoyed speaking to you last time, so thanks for having me on again. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.